Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to another episode of The Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution each and every week. Of course, we're talking about the way the world is changing right before our very eyes, and we always look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology, so we can get uh, better context to what is going on in the world today. Of course, the technology that we're talking about is Bitcoin. We're talking about the decentralized technology that's ushering in this new world. I try to bring to you some education to help you see things differently, understand things at a deeper level, try to bring some of the latest breaking news so you're up to date and you know exactly what's going on. And of course, some interesting guests, you can hear some different opinions and some different perspectives and you know, right now I want to cover some of the latest breaking news that we saw this week because it was a busy week. There was all kinds of things going on, so I got a lot to go through. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on with the markets, what's going on with prices. We're going to talk about um, these new bills that the government put through uh, that have the um, opposite name of what they're going to do. Uh, we're going to talk about some crazy, crazy new things we saw out of one of the biggest, actually the the new government, biggest government agency. Uh, we'll talk about Bitcoin. We're going to talk about some big, big, big news that happened with Bitcoin, how it's transforming before our very eyes. And then we'll talk about some big attacks that are happening uh, globally and in the United States against cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. So I got a lot to cover, a lot to go through. So let's let's jump into it. So uh, big news this week was, of course, all eyes on the Federal Reserve. What are they going to do with the money? Are they going to make it cheaper? Are they going to make it more expensive? We've talked a lot about price fixing and the damages that does and how the Fed really, by setting the price of money, sets the prices of everything. If you've missed any of those conversations, no worries. Just check it out on the podcast. Again, just search Mark Moss Podcast. Um, but what we've seen is that um, this week the Fed came out um, and uh, they've been waiting to see the data. Of course, they're now on this what they call data-dependent model. All eyes are on the inflation number, CPI, consumer price inflation. And guess what? Congratulations. Crack open the champagne bottle. We got inflation to go down. Hooray, 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 hooray. We went from 9.1 all the way down to 8.5. It was amazing. It was, uh, it was glorious, and everybody was so excited. Now, I do want to just... Uh, keep in mind for you here a second that inflation going from 9.1 to 8.5 doesn't really mean much. Um, it doesn't mean that these crazy high prices that you're paying everywhere are coming back down. What it means is that they're still going up just at a little bit of a slower pace. 
That's what it means. So instead of going up at 9.1%, they're still going up, but now at 8.5%. So um, also bringing your attention, if you can remember all the way back to a couple of months ago, I know attention spans are short these days, but if you can remember all the way back to a couple of months ago, um, when inflation was 8.5 as well, <laughs> and it was horrible. It was like, oh my gosh, people were freaking out. The Federal Reserve was freaking out. I can't believe it's so high. We got to do something. But then it went higher, and now everybody's happy that it's back down to 8.5%. So I just want to keep that into perspective for a minute because that has a lot to do with, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's the bigger picture overall. Because just because we're getting a little bit of relief, everybody's happy, but we're getting a little bit of relief from like crazy astronomical um, levels. So of course, when you drive it up so far and then it comes back down, like you feel good about it, but <laughs> it came down a little bit from a crazy high number. Let's see where we're at here. I was trying to zoom in on my chart. Yeah, so we're at, we leveled it off a little bit here. Um, yeah, so it's been a couple of months since we've been out at this level, and it was it was crazy high, and now it's come down. So 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 hooray, 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 right? And so anyway, that was good news for the markets. We saw uh, nine point eight point five percent there, which which beat their estimates. Now there's a couple problems with this. Well, before I jump into the problems, let's talk about it. So. Couple things they had they had forecast that it was going to drop from nine point one to eight point seven percent, and it actually dropped more than they had forecast. So that's good. Whenever you beat your forecast, that's typically good. So uh, hooray, hooray! Everybody's happy, tapping themselves on the back. Good job, right? Now, um, why did they go down, and is that true? Well, the biggest drop was energy, or really your gasoline prices. So let's see, um, gas prices <laughs> went to like. I mean, in Southern California, where they went from like three bucks to seven dollars, and now they're back down to five, and everyone's all excited! Hooray! They dropped from seven to five. That's amazing. Yeah, but they were three just not that long ago. Um, so, like, keep that in mind a little bit. But that supposedly dropped it down. But at the same time, per Rent.com, um, their study with rents updated as of July fifteenth, um, year-over-year change in rents was twenty six percent. Now, some states went up by 100%, some cities, I should say. Some cities went down, but average nationally was up over 26%. And the reason why that's important is that um, the rent or the shelter category makes up about 25% of the basket. So how did the CPI basket come down with gas going down when shelter still went up by that astronomical amount. Well, they don't report that it went up by 26%. Of course, that data comes from rent.com. Per the government, it only went up by, you know, 5%. So I don't know where they're getting that data. On top of that, we have food went up by 10%. So again, much higher than what they reported. But again, whatever, congratulations, it all came down. Now, what does that mean? Well, we saw um, the markets rally, right? So Bitcoin and Ethereum have been on a tear ever since. Bitcoin's breached 24,000. It seems to be holding that pretty um, pretty convincingly. Um, it's something I've been talking about for quite a while, how, <clears throat> you know, we saw, uh, I, I, I kind of started calling the bottom. <laughs> Around 17,000, 18,000, I was kind of predicting the bottom. I put out a video on my YouTube channel. If you're not following me on YouTube, you should. Just search Mark Moss on YouTube. And I said, you know, anything under 20,000 is, is historic buying opportunity. And then I put out a video saying, I think this is finally the bottom because we'd, we'd seen capitulation, things like that. And it looks like maybe that is. Uh, we're holding 24,000 pretty convincingly. Um, looks pretty good. Um, but we're not out of the woods just yet. Like I said, things are still bad. Um, back to the rent situation for a minute. We can see there was an article that came out this week on Bloomberg that says the snowball in U.S. rental crisis is sparing nowhere and no one. It said that rents are going up the fastest pace than more than 30 years. Rents are going up faster than they have in 30 years, which is a pretty big deal. Now, rents go up uh, lagging, right? So people sign multi-year uh, leases, one, two-year leases. And so not until that lease comes up do we see that price of that rent go up. So we're probably going to continue to see this going up for some time. On top of that, what it says in this article is that um, renters are staying in their households for longer. 
And so they're not moving as much, which means the occupancy rate stays very high. Occupancy rate high means there's not any inventory. Occupancy rate low means there's lots of inventory available. And what we're seeing is that a lot of people, especially with the real estate market slowing down, they don't want to sell their homes. They're staying in them. Um, and so there's a lot of people renting. Um, and we can see here that uh, the renters are staying put. The occupancy rates are just down a little bit but they're still the highest they've been in over 20 years. So we see about 97% occupancy rate. Now, 100% means there's nothing available, nothing, right? So we're at 97% occupancy rate, uh, the highest we've been in over 20 years, which is a pretty big deal. And so we're going to continue to see these numbers moving higher and higher and we'll see the cost of things going up. So um, good news, uh, food prices are up, rents up, but CPI is down, um, and Bitcoin's responding. Um, and uh, I think Bitcoin is going to transform from this risk-on asset it's been known for to be a risk-off asset. I think Bitcoin could continue to go up. And I'll continue to tell you what I've been telling you since uh, Bitcoin was at $1,000 in 2017, that it's always a good time to buy Bitcoin. All right, now you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. I got a lot more big stories to talk about when I come back. I want to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. Now that we've talked about inflation, let's talk about the Reduction Act. We're going to talk about that, expansion of the IRS, what they're doing with that. And then we got some more stories to cover, Bitcoin, um, attack on crypto from the world governments, and more. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the decentralized revolution bringing you the latest stories of the week to keep you up to date. I'll be back with all of those and more in a minute, so don't go away. It's that time of year again. The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in precious metals. And both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Or check out universalcoin.com slash Mark Moss. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now, you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Ma Show. Of course, we're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week, talking about the way the world is swinging from centralization to decentralization through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Technology is what changes the world through thousands of years of history is technology. And of course, we're talking about Bitcoin that is changing the world. Um, of course, we look at it through the lens of those other things. And one of the things that we look at is obviously just money, right? We want to look at money. Uh, Bitcoin is disrupting money as we know it. And we, you know, we, we were talking about in the previous segment about uh, inflation rate, the, the amount, the increase of prices, the, how fast these prices are going up, the inflation rate. And how, hooray, hooray, they magically came down. Everybody's excited. I think it's a little bit too early to be congratulating ourselves. Remember, prices aren't coming down. Uh, just the rate of change has slowed down a little bit. Uh, but the, the government has uh, rammed through another package um, down our throats. We didn't want it, but never mind. They got it. And uh, they always name it something cute and cuddly, something that nobody could be against, something that everybody wants. It usually typically turns out to be the opposite. Um, this one is called the Inflation Reduction Act, which is kind of like, um, I don't know if it's meant to troll us or what, right? But it's like uh, all this talk about all this money, all this stimulus the government spent in the last two years and how it's created all this inflation. And of course, it was like we didn't cause the inflation. It wasn't the spending. It was the government uh, or it's Putin's fault, Putin's price hike, you know, all these things. Finally, they said, okay, fine. Like, it was our money printing that caused the inflation. I, okay, fine. So we've seen the head of the IMF, Christina Jordalina, come out and say that. We've seen the uh, head of the um, ECB, um, Christine Lagarde, come out and say it. Even Jay Powell. They've all come out and agreed that it was the massive amounts of money printing that caused the inflation. So now they're going to print even more money, and they're going to call it the Inflation Reduction Act which is just insane. And like I said, that's why I say it's almost like they're trolling us. And they do it so that they could get most people to think it's okay. It's kind of like naming something like the, you know, Save the Puppies Act. Like who, who could vote against something like the, the Save the Puppies Act? And if you, if you were against that, if you voted against that, you would be a monster, right? You're a monster. How could you, how could you be against something like the Save the Puppies Act? Or how, I mean, you, you don't like the prices going up, do you? I mean, you've got to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Well, but does it give us that? And that's what we're talking about. So we see that the White House, Biden's White House, stands by Inflation Reduction Act after the CBO. What's the CBO? The Congressional Budget Office. <laughs> They're the one that sets the budget for the government. They're the ones that set what the deficits will be. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody that we should probably be listening to more than like a political party who might have a vested interest in the answer. So the Biden's administration stands by their Inflation Redu Reduction Act promise, even though the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, warns <laughs> that inflation won't drop as a result. Surprise, surprise. The White House is defending Inflation Reduction Act against a report from the nonpartisan well, they, they must be extreme right wing if they're saying something other than the left wing, right? It says that they're, they're a nonpartisan congressional budget office that suggests that the legislation will not meaningfully lower inflation in the coming years. Hmm. Who would have thought all this money printing created inflation? And if we print even more money, it won't help inflation. Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, does it? Um, 
Oh, they said, uh, oh, I love this part. So uh, a question was asked to the White House press secretary. Of course, I'm talking about Karine Jean-Pierre. Could you address the new CBO analysis about the Inflation Reduction Act that says it would have almost no impact or a negligible impact on inflation in 2022 and 2023? Um, she said, she responded, quote, you know, uh, leading economists have said that this Inflation Reduction Act that's been analyzed by them, that's been looked at by these economists, will indeed reduce inflation. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Leading economists. Do you want to tell us who they are? Do they want to put their name on this? Uh, we can find anybody, pay them enough money to say whatever we want, uh, but the CBO says it won't. But, you know, she says leading economists, they've looked at it, and they say it will. Jean-Pierre uh, was then asked if her answer means she is, quote, dismissing the CBO report. So are you saying then, So you're saying that uh, your, your um, economist, who you don't name and we don't know, but you're saying that uh, they're right and then the CBO is wrong? Is that what you're trying to say? And, uh, and she was asked whether, is, is it fair to call the legislation the Inflation Reduction Act when the CBO says that inflation will not be reduced? She said, quote, well, if you think about the Inflation Reduction Act, it will have an effect. Also on drug costs, she explained. Lowering prices on pharmaceutical costs, which is going to make a difference in a big way to seniors and to families. Hmm. Okay. So let's see. They're going to reduce pharmaceutical costs, so that's going to bring down the expenses of goods. Now, I didn't look it up ahead of time, but I don't think uh, prescription costs make up a big chunk of the CPI basket. Uh, people don't typically, well, people didn't used to typically uh, buy pharmaceuticals your whole life. So typically the way CPI is supposed to work is uh, 50 years ago, I went to the grocery store and I bought a T-bone steak and a gallon of milk and a pound of cheese. And then I, I continue to buy that over time. What happens with that price? Uh, we shouldn't be buying pharmaceuticals for 40 years. That's a different story. Anyway, um, so the Redu Reduction Act is going to lower drug prices. Well, that sounds great. I mean, they're way too high. Uh, why is it that, you know, insulin is like whatever, several hundred dollars here and it's like six bucks in other countries? Um, I'm actually having uh, surgery um, this week on my hip and um, I could go to Columbia and the surgery would be $6,000 and it's costing my insurance $81,000 here in the United States. Now, Columbia has one of the best medical tourism uh, locations, some of the best hospitals in the world, American-trained doctors. People go there for everything. I can get it for $6,000, and it's $81,000 here in the United States. So they're going to lower pharmaceutical costs. Great. Why are they so st stupid high in the first place? And how are they doing that? Oh, that's right. <laughs> they're going to subsidize them. They're going to pay for some of that, so you don't have to pay for it. So who's going to pay for it? Where's that money come from? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's coming from money printing and from taking tax dollars from you. That's where it's going from. It's not reducing inflation. Maybe for those couple of people, it helps them, but not for any for not for not for big people overall. Um, uh, and what else are they using that money for? Oh, surprise, surprise! Remember, it, the rest of that money comes from your tax dollars. So on top of that, now the U.S. government wants to use your tax dollars to hire 80,000 new IRS agents to go after and enforce you. And they've even authorized them to kill you if you don't pay up, period. 80,000 IRS agents are authorized to kill you if you don't pay up. In the terms of the IRS thing it says here, they are able to use of deadly force is permitted if in the opinion either the special agent or another person is in imminent danger. Deadly force may be used to prevent the escape of a fleeing subject. Prevent the escape of a fleeing subject. Can you believe this is what it says? So they're going to hire 80,000 new agents to go squeeze you at the threat of a gun to cough up money so you can pay for some of the pharmaceutical costs so some people's costs will go down for the Inflation Reduction Act. But that's not even the start of it. Wait until you hear what I have to say when I come back, so don't go away. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the world is changing through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. I got a whole lot more to cover. We're going to go deep. I got a lot of stuff on Bitcoin to come up in a minute. Don't go away. I'm going to be right back. It's that time of year again. 
The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in precious metals. And both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Or check out universalcoin.com slash Mark Moss. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week, of course, looking at through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. And, you know, as this world changes, things start to get crazy. Um, and that's what we're kind of walking through each and every week. And um, the money, the, the financial system as we know it is dying. On about an 80-year time frame, the financial system gets reset every 80 years. 80 years ago, the financial, the entire global system was reset the Bretton Woods Agreement. And that's what we're witnessing right now. So one system is dying and another one is being rebuilt. Um, you, can, you can think it's right wing or left wing or you can think it's right or it's wrong. It doesn't matter. It's happening. It's not political. It's just happening. We live in a fake fiat monetary system that was doomed to fail from the beginning and it's failing and it's falling apart and we have a bunch of leaders who are trying to cobble it together and hold it together with some duct tape and some chewing gum, but it's not working. And there's a new system being built to replace it, and we're witnessing both of these things happening in real time. And that's what we talk about each and every week. We, we watch, we're talking about one system as it's falling apart and another system as it's being birthed. 
One man dies, a child is born. That's basically what's happening here. Now back to the system that we have, of course, our, our monetary system is falling apart. Um, that leads to all types of societal problems. I talk about this all the time. Um, because we're in a system that continually needs the government to print more money, we're in a Ponzi, and Ponzi's need new money coming in all the time. And so that's why they had to pass this new thing called the Inflation Reduction Act. I was talking about how even though all these other stimulus packages they passed has created all this massive inflation, and they've all admitted it by now, the head of the IMF, ECB, the Fed, they've all admitted it, but yet here we are passing another one because, of course, we need the money. And they had the audacity to name it the Inflation, Re Inflation Reduction Act, which is the exact opposite of what it's going to do. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Um, now, um, on top of taking all that money, well, they're going to they're gonna lower drug costs, pharmaceutical costs, um, by making you pay more money for taxes. Well, if you pay taxes. Um, I don't have the exact breakdown in front of me right now, but I believe, I believe the top... 25% of taxpayers pay 98% of the tax. So that means 75% of the people in the United States pay less than 2% of all the tax receipts. So I guess it's not coming out of all of your uh, money, but uh, for a lot of you, um, the IRS needs to make up that gap. How are we going to get that money? We need to collect more money. We need to go out and harass more people. Now, before we had the monetary system that we have today, a fiat money system where the government could just create money out of thin air, uh, we were on a gold system. And gold was money for 5,000 years. So um, the first central bank was created in the Bank of England in the late 1600s. I forget the exact year off the top of my head, like uh, 1680-ish, somewhere around there, 1670, I forget exactly the Bank of England. Um, before that, we were on the gold standard. And so if I just rewind to 1600 or 1500 or 1400 or whatever period you want. Let's go back to the story of Robin Hood. You remember the story of Robin Hood? Robin Hood would steal from the rich and he would give to the poor. I have kids. I watch the cartoons with the fox and the bear with my kids. <clears throat> and really what he would steal from is he'd steal from the king, right? Now, where did the king get the gold? He took it from the people. And when the king needed more money to go to war, what would he do? He would go out to the people and he'd squeeze them even harder. And needed more money. He would send his army out to house by house by house. They had ransacked their house. Anything of value they'd grab, their pots, their pans, their jewelry, anything they could grab, they would grab because they needed money for war. That's like the IRS. So that's exactly what the IRS is. So the end of the empire is here. The end of the money system is here. The government needs more money to pay for some people's prescription drug costs so they could fight inflation, supposedly. And they need to squeeze more money out of you. Well, how do they do that? Well, they're going to hire 80,000 new agents, which makes them the biggest private army in the United States, working directly for the president of the United States. Bigger than the Secretary of State, bigger than the FBI, bigger than the Border Patrol, all combined. They're coming after you. You spent, you have more than 600 bucks in your account. You did a Venmo transaction. They want to shine a flashlight up your butt. Never mind the trillions of dollars that get laundered through the banks. Never mind the billions of dollars that have just got laundered through the Ukraine situation. Never mind that. You got 600 bucks in your Venmo account. We better shine a flashlight up your butt and see what happened. 80,000 new agents are coming at you, and they are armed to the teeth. Armed to the teeth. As a matter of fact, in the latest job listing of the IRS, it says right here, I'm going to read it directly because I'm going to read it word for word because you're going to think I'm a nut job if I don't. It says, quote, major duties adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially maintaining honest and integrity. Great. Work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours. Okay, great. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. Since when was an IRS agent a life-threatening situation? Aren't you just going like you're a bean counter? Like, aren't you supposed to just go and, like, look at somebody's profit and loss statement or, like, look at their W-2? Like, since when is uh, looking at somebody's W-2 a life-threatening situation on the job? What exactly are they training these, these IRS agents for? Like, what? Um, let's keep going. Major duties. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Wait a minute. Wait, what? Uh, IRS agents? I thought they were supposed to look at my taxes, and did I pay enough? 
did I get enough of a rebate? But wait, now they have to respond to life-threatening situations, carry a farm, and they have to be willing to use deadly force? Like what? Hang on a second. <laughs> what what kind of uh, what kind of uh, force are they trying to build here? I um, mean, this is insane. And as I said before, if you go to the website, so it says there, uh, major duties must be willing to use deadly force. So if you go to the website and you look up section 9.2.3.5.2, it says when deadly force may be used, which I read to you, deadly force is permitted if in the opinion either the special agent or another person is in imminent danger. But, 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 imminent has a broader meaning than immediate. I'm reading word for word here. Imminent has a broader meaning than just immediate. A subject may pose an imminent danger even if he, she is not at that moment pointing a weapon at the agent. So I could say, oh, I, I, I have a imminent, I'm in an imminent danger even though you don't even have a weapon. And it says, I read this part earlier, deadly force may be used to prevent the escape of a fleeing subject. Now, I thought in the United States I was innocent until proven guilty. Isn't there something called due process? Don't I have to be arrested? Don't they have to build a case? Don't I have a, the opportunity to defend myself? Don't I have to be found guilty? I, I thought I was innocent until proven guilty, but they're saying that they had, could use deadly force used to prevent someone who's running away. That's the opposite of, <laughs> that's the opposite of intimate danger. Someone's running away from you. You're going to kill them? That's the 80,000 people they're hiring. Now, on top of that, um, oh, I thought I had it. Oh, on top of that, <clears throat> in 2022, so we're halfway through this year, the IRS has spent almost $1 million in ammunition. $1 million. They've spent $11 million over the last 10 years. And the IRS is sitting on over $5 million rounds of ammo what are they doing what do they need that for well remember the robin hood story they had to go house by house by house to get whatever gold they could who's going to pay for those right who's going to pay to bring those uh, pharmaceutical costs down why are they hiring eighty thousand irs agents why are they sitting on five million rounds of ammo why do those irs agents have to be willing to use willing to not, 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 they're able to, they must be willing to use deadly force, even on a fleeing subject, not a guilty person. It's insane. Again, one child, one person, one old man dying, child being born. That's the system that's dying. I'm going to be back in a minute talking about the system that's being born. We have big, 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 big news. The biggest, actually the biggest entrant in the space came in this week into the brand new system. We're talking about Bitcoin and some big news that happened this week. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the decentralized revolution. I'm going to be back with those stories and more in a minute. You don't want to miss this. I'll be back, so don't go away. It's that time of year again. The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in precious metals. And both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Or check out universalcoin.com slash Mark Moss. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week, talking about the way the world is changing as we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Of course, that technology is Bitcoin. We've covered a lot of ground today, covered a lot of stories. Um, and, of course, we're talking about we were talking about the old system that's dying. Um, and one man dies, another child is born. One old financial system is dying on an 80-year time frame. It's right on cue, and we have another system being born. And, of course, that's the decentralized system that we have. We're talking about Bitcoin. And something that we've been talking about for years, um, I've been talking about for years, is the entrance of new market participants, namely the institutions. When we talk about the institutions, we're talking about the giant hedge funds, the pension funds, right? Wall Street, the big money. Um, no matter how much money you have listening, you're most likely considered, just like me, we're considered the dumb money. The smart money is the institutions, the ones with, you know, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. And so we've been waiting, we've been waiting, we've been waiting, and we've been getting them little by little by little. Um, they're coming, you know, slowly but surely. But we saw the biggest one in the space jump in, which is a big deal. And I talked about this a little bit last week. So if you tune in each and every week, um, you heard a little bit about it. And if you don't tune in each and every week, then what are you doing? <laughs> Grab your phone, put a reminder, join me each and every week on this time, on this channel, uh, this location. Uh, and if you missed anything I had to say, don't worry, I got your back. You can check it out on the podcast. Um, just search Mark Moss Podcast or find me on YouTube. Um, you can find it there as well. And uh, while you're at it, follow me on social media, just at one Mark Moss. That's at the number one Mark Moss. And I would love it if you sent me a message and let me know you're listening. All right. So a uh, one week after announcing a partnership, the largest asset manager in the world. Let me say that again. The largest asset manager in the world. Ten trillion dollars. I'm talking about the big, bad, all powerful and evil <laughs> BlackRock. And evil. Uh, they take all your money and then they run the world with it. Um, most of the things they do socially, I'm not a big fan of, you know, like buying up all the single family homes across America and driving the prices up so most people can't afford a home. You know, I'm not typically for things like that. I'm not typically for mandating, uh, you know, people get their energy cut off and then they die of freezing cold. I'm not typically for those types of things. But anyway, uh, BlackRock, $10 trillion, they announced last week. We talked about it that they are doing a partnership with Coinbase um, to bring Bitcoin to their institutional investors. Now, they're not bringing crypto. They're bringing Bitcoin. It's a big key, right? Not bringing crypto. They're bringing Bitcoin. And now I get it. There's a lot of people that love cryptocurrency, and that's fine. And you want to buy cryptocurrency, that's fine. 
but BlackRock is bringing Bitcoin. So I'm very clear. I always try to say Bitcoin, not crypto. Uh, one week after announcing a partnership with crypto exchange Coinbase, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, has launched a spot Bitcoin private trust for U.S.-based institutional investors. Um, this will offer direct exposure to Bitcoin and track the performance of the largest cryptocurrency by market value. And this says, despite the steep downturn in the digital asset market, we are still seeing substantial interest from some institutional clients in how to efficiently and cost-effectively access these assets using our technology and product capabilities. Um, it was, yeah, so it was last week, BlackRock, BlackRock and Coinbase announced that mutual institutional customers would have access to these assets through BlackRock. So we're talking $10 trillion. I mean, right now, the market cap for Bitcoin is somewhere in the range of half of one, half of one trillion. So let's say that there's 10 trillion, let's say that they get, um, you know, 1% of that or 10% of that. I mean, we're talking a, a serious number we could see. Now, um, mar the market cap of Bitcoin is about half a trillion. That's the, the valuation. That doesn't mean how much money is in. So we could see, for example, we could see like um, 100 billion come into the Bitcoin ecosystem of actual dollars, like $100 billion come in, but it could drive the value up 10 times that. So we could see a trillion dollars added to the market valuation with only um, with only a little bit. In. Think of it like real estate, for example, right? So let's say that uh, homes are priced based off of comparable sales. So whatever the other home sold for. So let's say that there was, we're in a cul-de-sac. They're all track homes. They're all identical homes. They're all at $100,000 for easy numbers. I come in and I buy a home for 150000 right? Now, all those other homes that are identical they're all worth 150,000 now. Well, how much did I put down on that house? So I bought it for 150,000. Let's say I put 10% down. So I put $15,000 down, but the 10 other homes went up by $50,000 each. So that means that $500,000 of valuation was added by me putting $15,000 into the market. So I put 15,000 in, $500,000 valuation was added. So that's kind of how it works. So they could put in, you know, a few billion dollars and get a trillion dollars worth of valuation off of that. So when we have BlackRock, $10 trillion, could we get a few billion, a few hundred billion? And the answer is, I think we certainly could. Um, another big piece that I saw this week is that um, you know, Bitcoin has been trading like a risk on asset. We've been seeing it trade, you know, pretty lockstep with the NASDAQ, which are te the tech stocks, the risk stocks. <clears throat> and it has been trading like that. But I say that Bitcoin has been trading like a tech stock, but it's not a tech stock. So it has been, but that's not what it is. And it's been a 90% correlation. It's been coming down. It's a little bit below 90 now. Um, and so 90% of the time or 80% of the time, it is correlated with, with the NASDAQ. But the 10 or 20% of the time when it's not correlated is when it has all the big moves. But again, it's not a tech stock. We know that. I know that. I think you know that. That's our edge. But we uh, are seeing more people come around to that. And so this week we saw Mike McGlone, a senior commodity strategist at Bloomberg. Um, pretty good credentials there. Um, he says that uh, Bitcoin is likely to transition from a risk-on to a risk-off asset in the second half of 2022, this year, as the macroeconomic environment is rapidly shifting towards a recession. He says that um, I see it transitioning to be a more of a risk-off asset like bonds and gold than a risk-on asset like a stock market. So what does that mean? So that means that Bitcoin could do really, really good in a risk-on environment, which is an inflationary environment where stocks are going up. Or it could also do good in a risk-off environment where the market's going down like gold and bonds would do. Hmm. Now, I'll let you read between the lines, but it sounds like to me, Mr. Mike McGlone, commodity expert from Bloomberg, is saying that Bitcoin is going to do good. It's going to do good in a risk-on environment. It's going to do good in a risk-off environment. And either way, it's going to do good. Um, so I like that. And I would agree. Um, again, I know that Bitcoin is not a tech stock. It trades like that, but that's our edge. The market hasn't really woken up to that right now. But again, that's the new system being born. But we still have the old system that's hanging on and doesn't want to just die yet. And as a matter of fact, an interesting point I saw here was the two U.S. senators 
<laughs> of course, our two most communist socialist senators that we have, talking about good old uh, Bernie Sanders, who, of course, uh, I'm put, not putting words in his mouth, ran on being a socialist. That's his platform he ran on, and Elizabeth Warren. They asked key bank regulators to rescind their crypto guidance. Lawmakers asked a series of banks to who are involved in crypto. So they want to rescind. Hey, we know that we told you it was okay to be involved in crypto, but we rescind that now. We want to reject what we said. We want to go back on what we said. And it, it's the new um, comptroller of the currency, Michael Sue. They're asking him to rescind it from what the previous comptroller, Brian Brooks, had done. So all these banks that are making money, providing crypto custody services, issuing payments, stable coins, all that, nope, that all needs to be taken back um, because of, you know, the risks, the risks that we have. We have to protect everything. Now, I'm just going to let you know there's 10 points in Karl Marx's book, The Communist Manifesto, 10 points of how to install communism. Point number five is control all means of credit and money creation. So... You know, of course, under communism, they can't allow anybody else to control the money, but that system is dying. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. One system dying, one system being born. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. Hopefully, you enjoyed those news stories that we got this week. Check it out on the podcast, Mark Moss Podcast. And that's what I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.